Hello, all you beautiful kinky souls. I'm Christy Kroll with Auditities and Clitorosities, here with the ever sexy as living fuck, Ashley Lim. Hello. How are you doing, Ashley? Oh, perfect. Tonight is your night. I know. I'm so excited. On today's episode, we are going to be talking about a very fun subject. It is definitely something that we've both been looking forward to, but I think Ashley has literally chomped all the way through the gag or bit, what Mm -hmm. have you, just with excitement for this. Kinks. Yes. Can you say it for me? Because it has an S on the end, and I'm not sure they heard what I said. (laughs) We're going to be covering kinks and actually a little bit of fetishes as well. I do love fetishes. Yes. So, um... We are. We're going to get into a lot of stuff. First off, I do kind of want to throw a or drop a line for Miss Taylor. Taylor Cup. Yes. So Taylor Cup is one of my um, grooming people, and she makes cups. Cups. Taylor Cup makes cups. How fucking perfect is that? It's absolutely charming. Yes. So she does the tumblers with the resin and the coolness and she made me one because I was being a crazy psycho boss lady. And it says blood stains are red, ultraviolet lights are blue. I watch enough murder shows they'll never find you. And it's white with blood dripping on it. And then Miss Christy I saw Ashley's cup, and of course, I had to be a copycat, and I reached out to Taylor and asked if she could make one similar to her Ashley's, but a little more... Christy. A little, yeah, a little more Christy flair. So mine says, bloodstains are red, ultraviolet lights are blue, I've read enough true crime, they'll never find you. And mine is also white with blood splatter, except my blood splatter is glittery. Like Twilight Vampires. Like my blood is glittery. <laughs> <laughs> like Paris Hilton, glitter runs through my veins. Oh, yes. <laughs> but yeah, so if y'all need great quality tumblers, um, go check out Miss Taylor. I will put her link um, in the Facebook status that holds the link to the podcast because she does have an Etsy store, actually. Awesome. Yeah, she makes really cool... Dream catchers. Oh, I love dream really, catchers. Really, really neat wreaths and stuff like that. So she's a very talented person. Taylor Cup. Cheers to Taylor Cup. Cheers to Taylor Cup. All right. Okay, so we're just going to kind of jump into this. You ready? I am so ready. Do you consent? I. Do we have a safe <laughs> word? <laughs> oh. I do need a pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to have to get to the inside joke about the pineapple. Um, Go for it. Okay, I'm going to go right into that. I think our safe word might need to be cup or can just stick with pineapple. (laughs) Anyways, so the inside joke with the pineapple is my fiancé and I have a safe word, obviously. I mean, mean, not obviously. We haven't gotten into anything yet. But (laughs) so this is going to be a really fun episode, guys. Um, My fiancé and I have a safe word when um, doing things, and I need to lose this, like, need to be delicate about Just be, it's fine, it's cute, it's endearing. (laughs) You can be dainty about it and a little sheepish. 
<laughs> a little a little blush. Yeah. It's all right. I won't tell them. They can't see when you blush. They can't see when I blush. That's I can't. Right. And okay. y'all hear me giggle like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so we were in the heat of the moment one time. And I was so caught up that I couldn't remember my own safe word. And I knew it started with a P. <laughs> and I knew it was food related. And so... <laughs> For whatever reason, I thought it was pineapple when it's actually pudding. <laughs> and so he's doing his thing, and I just start screaming in his face, pineapple, pineapple, pineapple. Like, that's a weird thing to moan during sex. Like, okay. <laughs> and luckily he caught on, and he stopped, and he's like, do you mean pudding? Do you mean pudding? <laughs> what? Where did pineapple come from? <laughs> Who's pineapple with? I forgot. I don't know. <laughs> so of course I had to tell Ashley about it. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, I do kind of want to start this podcast off before we get into the meat of everything. Um, as our trigger warning. Trigger warning. So um, we will be talking about more risky thing or more risky 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 things. More risque things Ris- rather. Risque. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I had to stop for a second. I was like. That is how you say it, right? Yeah. yeah I, I like know. how you whispered it. Risky. <laughs> <laughs> but we will be talking about um, a lot of, uh, like, four sexual, consensual four sexual encounters. Um, so, trigger warning, just a heads up. Um, Wait, we said caution. we were going to do a really loud one. Yes. Yes. Trigger warning. Trigger Tr- warning. Trigger warning. Warning, warning, trigger warning. Trigger warning. There's your trigger warning point across moving on we got it yes trigger warning has been triggered (laughs) (laughs) also i'm pretty sure this doesn't have to um be said but it should be self-explanatory this episode if you've let your kids listen to the past ones i don't suggest letting them listen to this one definitely a strong 18 or older explicit everything about very this strong is adult very mature audiences absolutely even if we're not acting mature about it um i would also like to add on that note um whenever we said in our last episode if you have any weird kinks or fetishes i actually had a listener make a comment and say so you're wanting me to like tell you this thing about me and you think it's weird. No. That's not what it that's not what we meant at all. That is more of like uh like in the gay community calling yourself a queer. Yeah. It's you taking that word back and making it your own. Or whenever I tell people I'm a grown dyke because I am. Exactly. I'm a grown ass dyke. I can do what the fuck I want. Took that word back and you made it your own. Right. Um, whenever we say that something is weird, we are not saying like, ew, that's weird, gross, negative, anything about it. We mean it like we celebrate weirdness. Yes. Weird is it, fascinating. Weird, anything outside the norm, outside vanilla, we hope we don't or hope we didn't insult or intimidate anybody with that statement that was strictly meant as we're weird too so tell us and share in our weirdness yes (laughs) because it might be something we're into yes um no kink shaming in any of this yes some of them are gonna make us giggle wildly but that's just because we're immature yeah (laughs) um 
everybody's weird kinks and fetishes is what makes the world exciting. All uniqueness is beautiful. Yes. So. We're so PC. What the fuck is wrong with us? I know. Whatevs. Who are we? This is going to fall. Let's see. Okay. All right. So what is a kink? What's the difference between a kink and a fetish? The difference between a kink and a fetish is... A kink is something that arouses us and is not considered the sexual norm. However, a fetish is a sexual act or an object that is nearly always necessary for the person to become aroused and enjoy sex. Thank you, Miriam. You're very welcome. So that's going to be the difference. Okay. All right. So a kink in human sexuality, kinkiness is the use of non-conventional... No... That's not a fucking word. Conventional. <laughs> Were you trying to say conventional? I was and trying to consensual? say conventional. Probably. Thanks. Good save. Because this is about consent. All, all, of, all things mentioned in this episode are only um, recommended for. And under consent. Yes. Those words. <laughs> words are hard today. They are. I don't know why we can't word. That's all right. That um, came out extremely hick, didn't it? It did. Don't know why we can't work. <laughs> <laughs> so, kinkiness is the use of non-conventional sexual practices, concepts, or fantasies. The term derives from the idea of a, quote, bend in one's sexual behavior. To contract such, no, contrast again with the reading Man. Well, that's why you've seen enough murder shows and I've <laughs> read enough true crime. <laughs> Says the one that can't word today. (laughs) All right. Let's try it again. To contrast such behavior with a, quote, straight or, quote, vanilla sexual mores and proclivities. Say say that again. Proclivities. Sounds like clitorosities. I know. That's why I love that word. Say it one more time. Proclivities. I'm going to say it so many times, it's not going to sound like a word anymore. <laughs> do you ever do that? Like, have a word you say it over and over and over again, and it sounds like you're saying it wrong? Like, I don't remember what show that was on. Oh, Never Been Kissed. Yeah. And she did drugs the night before. I think she's, like, she ate a pot brownie. Okay. The main character, Drew Barrymore. Yeah. Josie Grossy. And she's like, you know what's a weird word? Fork. <laughs> And so then the more and more I say fork, the more I'm like, that is a very weird word. Yeah. Forking. So let's go back to talking about forking. Ooh. All right. Now, what is a fetish? A fetish is a form of sexual desire in which gratification is linked to an abnormal degree to a particular object, item of clothing, part of the body, etc. The word fetish was actually first coined by the French psychologist Alfred, ben- Alfred Beignet. Um, between 1857 and 1911, who is arguably best known for actually inventing the earliest IQ test. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So they are, one thing that I read is they had mentioned that people that are aware and comfortable with their fetishes and kinks tend to be more educated and more intelligent. That's beautiful. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because they accept it and they're, so they can, they're open-minded and... They're more accepting to, I don't know, Different get ideals. that education. <laughs> that darn education. <laughs> no. I don't have none of that. So, we have different types of kinks. Um, and then, yeah. 
that's different types of kinks. So the <laughs> <laughs> there's just one <laughs> one type of kink, just it. So the most common ones, of course, are role play. Um, if you don't know what that what that is, is where two consenting adults, one will plan to be a nurse and the other one a patient. Um, caveman and cavewoman. Yeah. Um, and then it'll move like in. Another one is power exchange, which is where your dom and sub, uh, dominant and submissive come in. Um, this is my favorite, is definitely the power exchange. I am a very intense, dominating person in everyday life. I'm very in control at work. My home life, like everything is very controlled, very um, controlled. Control, control, control. Like, I am. I'm an absolute control freak. So, I make sure that I have my hand, a hand in every single thing that I do. Uh, I like to be in charge. I've always been a leader. I'm always the one making decisions. You're very self-sufficient. Yeah. So, my actual role, um, whenever it comes to, I call them sessions, quote-unquote, which are play sessions, basically. Um, I am a submissive. Um, I am a properly trained submissive, which means that I have had a few dominants. Um, we had contracts um, in my earlier years that um, basically lined out what I was okay with, what they expected of me, rules, safe words, um, what my negative triggers were, stuff like that. Um, I am. I will have to say I might be a submissive and I might be a trained submissive, but I am also a brat from hell. I can attest to that much, at least. Yes. So... It's part of your charm. I know. So, me... I, I know it is. I know. <laughs> so, me personally, um, I enjoy the very in-control dominance. Um, I do not tolerate being a strong, independent person. Me personally, I don't like um, the derogatory terms in the bedroom, um, I mean, you can call me a slut and a whore, whatever, but the more, like, bitch, cum guzzler stuff, like, like I can't, <clears throat> I don't know, I can't do all that. Well, you sound like you just guzzled so <laughs> So I was trying to come up. Like, I just, I don't know, I can't do, I can't do degrading like that okay. in the words. <laughs> yes, I always laugh this hard at my own jokes. I'm such a narcissist. So, a couple of the other kinks are going to be anal, um, female ejaculation, also known as squirting, biting, choking, bondage, nipple play, exhibitionism, voyeurism, and then, of course, again, my favorite, BDSM, which it means bondage, dominance, submission, submission, and sadomasochism. Um, Now, on the flip side of my whole dominant and submissive, if I am sleeping with a more feminine woman, I very immediately take on a dominant role. Um, the only problem is I'm also a sadist. So you're deriving that pleasure from their pain. Exactly. Um, and I like more of the pain play. I'm a big fan of pain play, light blood play. I like the wax. I like like all the flogging and stuff. So I like that pain. Like that pain, it doesn't hurt to me. It, I, I guess I process it differently. Um, and it, I don't know, it's amazing. You derive pleasure from it. Very much so. So whenever I am a dominant to a feminine submissive, they have to also be into pain play because 
I'll push their limits. And in my mind, I'm like, I can take that. You can take it. You know, like you can take this paddle. Why can't, or I can take this paddle. Why can't you? Ashley, because you said it yourself, you're a big dominant dyke and you have to be gentle with the lipstick lesbians. <laughs> no, I don't like being gentle. <laughs> Ease I like, into it. Ease. I like the squeal. The squeal is my favorite. <laughs> odd kinks. And whenever I say odd, I mean ones that just are super cool to me that aren't super common. Um, you have one that fascinates me as the adult baby. I have always been very yes. mesmerized by this. Well, and this is not daddy dom little girl play. No, no, this no. is an actual adult. Like they have cribs, dressing up like a baby. They have diapers. They drink out of bottles, and um, so my last dominant that I had um, was fantastic at putting me in what's called subspace. Um, subspace is a psychological place that I kind of go to where I can literally let everything go and I'm very comfortable there. I can relax. I don't have to make a decision. Um, you learn a lot about yourself in subspace. So one thing that I learned is I've always been a giver and a receiver, um, which is not super common. I've heard from feminine lesbians because usually they're just pillow princesses that just (laughs) receive all day long and that's it. I've never been that kind. Like, I've always been a giver and receiver. But when her and I were together and, like, we would have our sessions, I almost became obsessed with getting her off. And it was so crazy to me. Like hot, Ashley. Well, thanks. (laughs) But there would be, like, sessions that we would have that... Um, I wouldn't even finish or I would finish once as opposed to her finishing 10 or 15 times. And, um, like after the more she would go, she would actually switch and it was amazing. I mean, it was, oh my God, I still daily, like she is one of those nighttime memories (laughs) every single night because it's just, I'm so, I was so just absolutely enthralled with every ounce of her. I mean, it was crazy. So, but subspace made me realize that. Um, I always thought that it was really 50-50, but it, I come to find out I'm more of a giver, so. You know, I mean, even outside of BDSM and just in just, you know, regular good old-fashioned fucking. Yeah. Um, I do find that I am kind of that in-between as well, because while... I love feeling the tingles from my toes up and around and everywhere around. Yeah. Um, I also sometimes, I mean, I don't, sometimes I don't even want to just because I want to watch Omar just squirm as many times as I possibly can. Yes. Absolutely. (laughs) And I mean, I... I would say like that's enough to get me off. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I sometimes I do climax just from doing things to him, but I mean other times I don't even need anything. I just get that mental yes. satisfaction. Absolutely. I mean, and you can have orgasms and it not be a vaginal orgasm or oh, a yeah, for sure. orgasm, you know? Um and I think a lot of those, like whenever you do get off without, you know, anything pleasuring you or anything like stimulating you it's good you're gonna get more of that body orgasm which is my favorite which is also like whenever um whenever you're having like one of those really good sex dreams yeah and i've actually woken up from an orgasm before that's glorious it was i had a really good day that day oh i bet (laughs) i fucking bet you did i'm a little jealous 
gosh. Gotta work on that lucid dreaming app. <laughs> For real. <laughs> so, but I think that's one of the places that adult baby comes from is it's a way to put themselves in their quote unquote subspace, which is more like a safe space, you know? Where they don't have to think about it. Yeah. It's just they're taken care of. Because how great would it be to go back and be a kid and not have to do anything? Or just suck on titties all day? It'd be right. great. For real. <laughs> <clears throat> Another one that I thought was interesting is a body part that you would not really think was sexual, but it's armpits. I've heard of this. Yes. Licking, biting, oh. sniffing, armpits. Well, I I can understand the sniffing because that's where a lot of your pheromones come yes. from. Um, just in... I hate to use this reference because it's going to come out really wrong Yeah, in this instance. I'm ready. But whenever I was a little kid, like little, little, I had my best sleeps whenever I'd snuggle up in my dad's armpit because it was so warm and it smelled like him. It smelled like his, his deodorant and his pheromones. It was comfort. It was my yeah. dad. It's not anything sexual, I swear. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't, I don't really know if this is the but, episode. <laughs> I was going to say, but I still do that. Like, yeah. now, not with my dad, obviously. <laughs> God, fuck. Keep going, um, it's getting good. Digging a deeper hole. <laughs> but no, like whenever, uh, like, whenever Omar and I will, like, take a nap or something, I love just, like, snuggling up in his armpit because... Yeah. It smells like him. It's that safety, that comfort, that warmth. But no, these are these are sexual. I was saying I can fetishes. kind of I can relate to an extent. Not, okay, not to the point of getting, getting sexual it. pleasure from it, but I understand the appeal. Okay, you're so much more PC than I am. Sometimes I, you're doing great. I don't have an Oedipus complex. Oh no, I don't think you did. You're okay. I know you don't. I don't know about our listeners. (laughs) Don't worry. She's good. I'm good. I swear. So then we move on to autophilatio. I probably butchered the hell out of that word. Can I play footsie? Yeah. Okay. But autophilatio is the act of men being able to give themselves oral sex okay so is the rumor about Marilyn Manson true no that rumor's not true I mean he might have been able to give himself head but he didn't have ribs to do it um I mean you can stretch a lot and be able to bend that way um girls can do it I don't know how what could you imagine like if (gasps) I if I could do that okay real talk like if I could do that I would be Jobless, I was homeless, say, truckless. Since your refrigerator can't do it for you. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, you would, you couldn't get me out of the damn house. I mean, they would have to because I'd lose my house because I wouldn't have a job to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, this one was interesting. And this is, goes more into, um, I would say a pretty intense power exchange relationship, like maybe even the 24-7 one. So there's multiple types um, of the power exchange or BDSM relationships that people have. Um, I was never a 24-hour play person, and that's where basically you have a 24-hour dominant and a 24-hour submissive. 
Um, they control every, pretty much every aspect of your life. And it's, it does help, um, for people that maybe feel like they're just losing control and they're not taking care of themselves, right? Their dominant can be like, Hey, you need to eat something. And that submissive is going to eat something because their dominant said so. And it's not, it's definitely not a unhealthy controlled because everything that a dominant does for the submissive is for the interest of the submissive. Correct. Um, but I feel like we'll get more into that later. I feel like I should have reread a book that I'm remembering from a long read ago. What is it called? The Story of O. <gasps> yes. I love that one. Do you have it? I do have okay, it. Okay, good. I was going to say, because I have it if you don't. I was going to say, I feel like I need to reread it because when you started talking about that, I started having like flashbacks to parts of that book. Right. It's a glorious book. Y'all should read it. It's called The Story of O. I was going to say, it's been a long time since since I've read it, so I can't make any references now. My It's too late for homework, <laughs> but I can recommend that book. Yes. So, but the next one is going to be Bathroom Control. Uh-huh. Like telling them when they can and can't go? Yes. And telling them, like, to go on demand? Yes. I think I've done that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah? What did you think about it? This is where my brat comes out. Because I'd be like, fuck you, I have to pee. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Well, only to an extent. Yeah. Like, um, I've been told to urinate on somebody. Okay. And they told me, like, do it now. Oh, my bladder would have shut right up and wouldn't have let me do anything. Oh, it did at first, but and then it, he started, you know, yeah. playing with my kitty cat. And I'm like, oh, here it comes. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. Yeah. And uh, the other time is all the times I tell Jessie to go pee at work because she refuses to go. <laughs> right. That fucking part. She doesn't know it, but we've been engaging in, in kinks all along. <laughs> You're welcome. (laughs) All right. This one I feel like... I feel like you could definitely see this one. And it just... I was super excited that it was even a kink because it totally makes sense to me. Graphioerotica. So what that is, is it's actually writing words on someone's body. Oh. Like with a marker or like in a really smooth, like... That sounds nice. Felt marker or something. Yeah. Like I I could definitely see how that one would be erotic. I used to love drawing on myself whenever I was younger. Yeah. See? Felt nice. Yeah. Like the pull of the marker across it. Oh my God. I just found a cake. You're welcome. Oh. You're welcome. So then another one is... <clears throat> nope. <laughs> I literally put that after this word. Um, okay, so, Kismogia? Let me see. Yeah, good luck. Which one? That one. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> Nismo... It's spelled K-N-I... Yeah, yep. It's spelled K-N-I-S-M-O-L-A-G-I-A. L-A-G-N-I-A. Sorry. Good luck, guys. Good luck. 
And that is arousal through tickling. Fuck no. no. Absolutely not. You want to talk about control of going to the bathroom. <laughs> well, mine is swinging at people. I get violently angry whenever I get tickled. I, I reflexively kick. Yeah. Now. But I also will, like, scream. I'll go into a laughing fit. Yeah. Like, it's. My best friend Jenny will know what I'm talking about with the laughing fits, but I'll just start doing this really high-pitched, guttural, like, <laughs> continuous squeal yeah. that just kind of goes up and down and won't stop. <laughs> Next thing you know, I can't breathe and I'm having an asthma attack. Well, how you said that you identified your kink on the graphoerotica. Uh-huh. Um, my best friend, whenever I was talking to her about this, had made a comment that the word that we can't pronounce, the arousal through, tic- through tickling, might be one of mine. But I don't like being tickled. I don't really like tickling other people. That's not my thing. I like pinching other people. And that squeal. Like, I mean, it, it's going to hurt, but it doesn't hurt me. I think it's funny. Yeah. And so it's not an erotic thing. I think the they're making them twitchy, making them, like, antsy and, like, have to watch their back and stuff. I That I love because it's that control thing. You know, Mark, it's a very predator prey kind yeah. of thing. We flirt with each other by pinching each other's nipples. Yeah. So. Oh, no. I do that <laughs> soft spot right in the back of your bicep, that really tender. Oh, no. Or right on the inside of your thigh, like, behind your knee like those are tender spots and i'll just do just a tiny bit and it's only when i'm not getting paid attention to you i don't even really sadist brat well what are you gonna do so not get pinched (laughs) then pay attention to me (laughs) damn it (laughs) i am i'm getting really into this (laughs) okay so there are two kinks that made me giggle uncontrollably the first one um we all know well I don't know if we all know that was a very general statement, but a lot of people know of furries, right? Yes. So furries in and of themselves is not necessarily a kink. Interesting. Yeah. So it's more of um, they more of a fetish then. Well, no, because just because they're a furry and they dress up like a furry and they get in that furry space does not mean there's anything sexual about it. Okay, I see where yeah. I see what you're saying now. Now, if there is something sexual about it, it's called a furry yiff. Say that again. That's cute. Furry yiff. That sounds like the sound a fox would make. I know. Furry yiff. Furry yiff. <laughs> that is dressing up in furry animal costumes. Oh, there you go. Right there. Dressing up in furry animal costumes itself isn't considered sexual. But if you do have sex while in costume, it's called a furry yiff. So would you... Is it, it's called a furry if? Like, uh-huh. you are a furry if? Or you're engaging the in furry if? is a furry if. So it's not furry fucking, because that doesn't match the furry life. Because it's too rough. So the you'd be... Yiffing. Furry if... Furry ifing? Yeah. <laughs> it, would it be furry if? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't wrap my mouth around this word. No. Furry yiffing. Look at it. Furry Furry yiff. Oh, it's got a Y. I thought it was furry if, like furry if. Oh, no, furry like furry yiffing. Like I thought it was like furry ish. Like it's kind of furry ish, but it's not completely furry. It's furry yiff. Oh, okay. You, never mind. I mean, would I get it. it. Would it be furry ish? <laughs> furry if if you had in like a butt plug with a tail, would that be furry yiff, or would that just be cute? So 
that I don't, there's not going to be like defining guidelines, you know, like if that makes you feel like a furry, if you have a butt plug with a tail and maybe cat ears and you feel like Aww. a furry, you could call yourself a furry then. If you want to be in full costume, you can be a furry then. All right, so cat ears and butt plug with a tail, you will be getting the email notification that I've added to my Amazon wish list. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be a furry if. <laughs> a furry ifer. I'm going to be a furry ifer that's furry ifing, doing furry ish things. <laughs> okay, so my favorite one. So I read this fetish unknowingly, right? Like I went in. Um, Kinks and stuff don't usually make me giddy because I've been studying them and fascinated with them for probably much longer than I should have. I probably started looking into it <laughs> at a much younger age than I really should. But I've seen a lot. Um, there's nothing really new that shocks me anymore or that makes me giggle or that just turns me into a stupid 13-year-old girl that just can't control herself. So I read this, and I giggled for a solid five minutes. Like, I couldn't even type it out. I couldn't even type it out because I was giggling so hard. Oh, my goodness. Okay. I'm I'm ready. So, it's... <laughs> Is this the one you refused to tell me earlier? I did. Okay, so I really wanted her natural... Um, reaction. Reaction. Thanks. Okay. I really wanted her natural reaction. So I saw this, and I giggled and giggled and giggled. And I had to tell somebody because my cat was not giving me a reaction. <laughs> and so I called my two best friends. And one of them had me Google it. And I knew immediately that my phone, I mean, my laptop probably immediately got a virus. But whatever, because Googling fine. weird kinks. I'm sure my phone has lots of viruses. Right. And then I'll sell that. I saw that porn stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, okay. Side note, real quick before we get into this kink, because the anticipation's killing me, but that reminds me. Yeah. Um, my sister had sent me this thing about Facebook, like tracking your searches or something, and how it was kind of sketchy because you could pull it, like, had it showed where it, I had um, used Safari to look at my bank stuff. Like, through Facebook, I could see, like, my bank accounts, like, my banks listed and stuff like that. And I was just scrolling through, taking in all of the things that Facebook had been spying on. And I saw the word hub. And <laughs> I panicked. You've been caught. I was like, oh, no. And then I realized it wasn't Pornhub. It was Grubhub, which. <laughs> Same thing. Would be just as embarrassing. I'm just glad they didn't see my, my porn up search history. <laughs> I was like, I texted my sister back, my poor pregnant sister, who's probably didn't want to know this about me. And I was like, well, I'm glad to see it's just, they're tracking my grab hub instead of my porn hub. And she's like, don't text me. Oh. <laughs> don't talk to me. <laughs> okay, so this I'm ready. I'm ready. fetish Please. is called figging. <laughs> okay, I did that right as she was taking a drink, <laughs> and some of it came out, so I should have waited. <laughs> okay. You spittled. I spittled. So, I don't know what figging is, but it's already funny to me because I just learned a fun fact about figs last week, but we'll come back to Okay, so funny thing about figging is it has nothing to do with figs. <laughs> I know. <laughs> 
but it has something to do with ginger. The, <laughs> yeah. Ginger, the, the food? Yeah. Like, Figging is inserting a peeled piece of fresh ginger into the anus or vaginal canal. <laughs> well, I bet it's fresh. <laughs> okay. But why specifically ginger? It's so specific, right? That's why I was so giggly because it is so... First of all, how? How do you know that? How do you know that? How do you... Do you look at a piece of ginger and be like, ooh. I want that in my I want that in my ass right now. Yeah. So whenever I was telling... I feel like that would burn. Right, because ginger's kind of spicy. Yeah. Yeah. So I was telling best friend number two about this, and she was all like, oh, my God. I just bought, like, two pounds of ginger at the grocery store. And she's like, I wonder if anybody looked at me and thought, oh, my God, she's figging. (laughs) Now, anytime I see somebody buying ginger, I'm like, where are you going to put that? (laughs) It's like an upside down pineapple. I know. (laughs) You just. Can you imagine if they had an upside down pineapple and a shit ton of ginger? Oh my <laughs> That's the person I want to go home with. Right. So, I mean, it, oh my God, it just had me so oh. insanely giggly. Like, my gosh. I can't, like, first of all, okay, so, and then also, why do you, why is it called figging? Why isn't it called gingering? Okay, so, that question was asked to me. You know why I think it wasn't named gingering? Because they call redheads gingers. And I bet I bet gingering is a thing. Uh, but figging? Figging. Why did they choose a fig that's not even close to ginger? They could have called it rooting. Right? Could, <laughs> I'm rooting for you. <laughs> I'm rooting around there, that asshole. <laughs> well, if they did rooting, then they would have to do, like, turnips. <laughs> like, I mean, turnips I'm sure people use carrots. Beets. <laughs> a whole potato, but no, it. Ha- but then it wouldn't be figging; it would be rooting. <laughs> I have instead of you know those. My eyes are leaking, Ashley. <laughs> you know those donkey shows where the girls like. <laughs> no, you don't know the donkey shows. What? <laughs> What's the donkey show? Oh my god. <laughs> Okay. We're never going to finish this book. <laughs> I told y'all this is going to be a ridiculous one. Okay, so donkey shows. They have them over in South America. And I'm sure other places. I'm sure the Asian countries have them and stuff like that. And yes, I assume at some point they used to use donkeys, which is highly illegal. We don't suggest it nor condone it. Period. End of story. That's animal abuse. But a lot of them in these shows. What do they do to the donkeys? We're talking about kinks and fetishes, honey. What do you think they're doing to the donkeys? Oh. Oh. (laughs) Sometimes I really wish this was a live show. Like a live video show. Because your face is perfect. Okay, so in, in these donkey shows, girls will put ping pong balls... In oh. their vaginal canal and shoot them out, out, right? They do that in, uh, like, Amsterdam. Yeah. Could you imagine if they had a potato? <laughs> like a human potato gun. 
be a human potato gun or like Play-Doh Fun Factory instant mashed potatoes. That's a powerful vagina. Jesus. No, I mean, Kegels can do a lot for this world. Right. But then you would smash, like if she was giving birth, I would pulverize the baby. (laughs) (laughs) So for the children. (laughs) There was a potato shortage. Suffer the Children. It's a short satirical story <laughs> about the potato famine. The, the solution to the potato famine was to eat children because the potatoes were all diseased, but the children, you know, high protein. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we we were made to read that in high school. What the fuck? Are you serious? Uh huh. I live for it because no, I, yeah. I love satire and I love just dark shit like that. And everyone else in my class is like, what the hell are we reading? As you're like cackling in the back. I'm like, this is the best thing we've ever read. <laughs> All right. All right. So back on track. Um, we have, we also have body painting. So as you've seen, painting bodies, treating the skin as a human canvas, mm-hmm. which will tie in with writing the words on their body. Um, clothed sex. Now, this is clothed sex. So, this is sex with clothes on so that the fabric goes inside of you, which I would find wildly uncomfortable because huh. I, I just, I mean, I could, I guess I could see it, like pantyhose or stuff like that. Yeah. But I, I feel like that would be very, um, sensory overload. Yes. For me personally. I can see the appeal, though. Yeah. So then... I mean, I really like uh, play through, like, on top of my panties, so... True. I'm getting very open, yeah, I'm just letting you talk. <laughs> I was really nervous about doing this episode, guys. I was like, I don't know how much I'm willing to share. Apparently, it comes really naturally, so yeah. I'm interested in... What was the... F- f- furry <laughs> thing? <laughs> <laughs> what does the fox say? <laughs> All right. And then another one's going to be um, human furniture, where someone loves to act like a piece of furniture. I want to act like a coat rack <laughs> and just stand there. <laughs> Have you seen that meme of the girl sitting on the man's back? Yes. She's like, he told me to make him a sandwich. I made him a sub. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that so, adorable. so much. <laughs> this is one that I definitely, definitely have is the intelligence fetish. So that's going to be sexual arousal from intellectually stimulating conversa- conversation or debates. I love talking to intelligent people. Even though I can't speak. We started a podcast to keep us on track. Right. You know, like keep exactly. us focused. Y'all are, y'all are, uh, um, what is that word? Participating. Y'all are participating in our own personal fetish, so thank you. <laughs> we think we're intelligent anyways. We're also voyeurism, so <laughs> an exhibitionist. And, um, and then this one, I can't really pronounce it, so I'm not even going to try, um, but there's a fetish of... Eating sushi off of a person's body. Okay. Yeah. She, uh, Samantha Jones did that in the Sex and the City movie. Yeah. Yeah. See, I think that's super cool. 
And then this one kind of made me giggle. Fetish for sinning by breaking religious rules. That's cute. It's cute. Hmm. <laughs> Tell me what that hmm means, Ashley. So, my hmm is my mama taught me to not say anything if I can't say nothing nice. Ah, there you go. Okay. So, that's what that particular hmm was. That's <laughs> keeping my opinions to myself. Um. Okay. Did you know face sitting is also called queening? Oh, I believe that. That's yeah. my throne. Like a queen? Absolutely. I had no idea. It's my throne out there on the couch playing Spyro. So, the pregnancy fetish is usually from males. Um, it's thought to be from hormonal reactions. I find that completely inaccurate. Because I know a lot of lesbians that have a pregnancy fetish. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, but I could totally get it because pregnant women are gorgeous. They do. They have that glow. Most yeah. of the time. Right. I would look like Shrek. <laughs> a glowing Shrek. <laughs> I would just look like the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. <laughs> We're not going to go there. Furry babies only. And then texting and autoing. So whoever has a texting or auto fetish, y'all are so welcome. What's autoing? It's for audiobooks, podcasts. Audio. Yeah. Audio. audio. I thought you were saying auto, like automobile? Oh, I might have been. I meant audio. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so texting and audio. Okay. So either reading messages, emails, or listening to podcasts, audiobooks, stuff like that. Phone sex. Yeah. 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 So, you're welcome. Um, vacuum bed? Yeah, you're welcome. That's right, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> this is a podcast, damn it. <laughs> Vacuum bed. This would make me feel claustrophobic as fuck. A device that is two sheets of latex with air sucked out and the person inside breathing through a tube. It's actually a sense of a form of sensory deprivation. Oh. Um, I mean, I get the sensory deprivation. I was going to say I, I get the sensory deprivation, but the constriction. I couldn't do it. I would feel like I was being buried alive. Yeah. I mean, I can also do restriction because I do like to be tied up, but do you I don't. The shibari. I yes, mm. I would love, 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 love to do that again. I haven't done it in years, but I don't know. I just couldn't do the vacuum bed because you're right. I felt like I was being, I was being crushed, and that's not one of my fetishes. No, us thick girls are normally the ones doing the crushing. So. Yes, <laughs> right. <laughs> And then we have xenophilia. I've heard of this. Which is intense attraction towards people from other cultures or strangers. I've developed xenophilia. Yeah? Yeah. Who's your attraction? <laughs> the sexy maxis. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> True. So real quick, my fact about figs. Yeah? It's not about figging. It's just about figs. <laughs> figs actually aren't vegan. How? I kind of got myself into a bit of a hole on Facebook because someone was being a smartass, and so I was being a smartass, and they corrected me, and they're like, you know, figs aren't vegan, right? Because I said, eat figs, not pigs. And I'm not vegan, I am vegetarian. And I was like, you know they're like a plant, right? And they're like, you know they're full of like dead wasps, right? 
And I'm like, what are you talking about? Right. Apparently, there are male figs and female figs. And the male figs are the ones that we eat. And the female figs actually consume wasps uh-huh. and digest them. Wait, no. Female figs are the ones we eat. Okay. So, fem- <sighs> fuck. Female figs are the ones that we eat. And the male figs are the ones that the wasps pollinate. And the wasps, when they go to pollinate the female ones, the fig will, the female fig will absorb the wasp and digest it. Whoa. And so figs are full of digested wasp. It's like there aren't like little wings or stingers or anything. They're broken down. But in all technicality, figs are not vegan because they do contain digested wasps. Huh. That's crazy. Isn't it? And so then I had to apologize for my ignorance like a dumbass. At and least you apologized. I did. And they didn't respond, but I put it out there. But I thought I was being all smug. Like, you know that's a plant, right? <laughs> like, jerk it off. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, figs aren't vegan. But I'm not vegan. But they do contain dead animals, so I'm still torn on if I should eat figs or not. Because it is part of nature. It's not like... It's not like humans are shoving wasps into the figs. The figs are naturally consuming the wasps. Right. I need to think about my morals. I need to still evaluate this before fig season. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my fig fact. That's crazy. It's a fun fig fact. Well, I mean, okay, so think about it, though. Like, creatures die. Yes. The soil absorbs them. Yes. And then that fertilizes your broccoli. Yes. Or that fertilizes. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I eat is broccoli and figs. (laughs) Now I'm down to broccoli. (laughs) But no, like, I mean, so technically everything that is a plant that grows is being fertilized by dead animals. If you look at it that way. The circle of life. There's a lot of singing tonight, apparently. (laughs) We were very excited about the Kinks episode. So I feel like I'm learning so much because up to tonight, I mean, the extent of my knowledge of Kinks to a certain degree, of course, um, is just its correlation with fetish and how it relates with burlesque and how it's like a committed disciple to the art of the tease but there's so much more that goes into this oh it's a whole nother like it's a community with communities inside of it and it's intense there's a lot there's also like some like some mental scientific stuff behind it as well isn't there yeah no absolutely so one of the things i looked up is how our kinks and fetishes developed um And, I mean, honestly, right now, there's not really an answer to that. Some people think that it comes from trauma. Um, There were a couple things that I read that people were trying to say that we were born with it. That's not a thing. Um, They definitely, I mean, what is it? Disproved. Yes, thank you. Disproved that one. So, basically, kinks, much like sexual orientation and gender identity are created through a complex interplay that research doesn't really fully understand. Um, It includes genetics, 
environment, our experiences paired with sexual relevant context. And this is all by um, clinical sexologist uh, Rena McDaniel. Up until... Can you please say her name one more time when my cat's not trying to break into the room <laughs> so that she gets the credit? Rena McDaniel, and she was a sexologist. Thank you. Up until fairly recently, being kinky was actually considered a mental disorder. What? Yeah. Being kinky was considered a mental disorder. Lock me up in the loony bin. Right. And in fact, it was only removed from the Diagnostic Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, it's, which is the guidebook for psychologists and psychiatrists, in 2013 was when it was Seven removed. Seven years ago. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Get with the times, people. Right. So, McDaniel says... That one way people form kinks is actually by creating a sexual connection where there wasn't one before. She said, quote, sometimes kinks come from our brains pairing an otherwise non-sexual neutral object, body part, or situation with a sexual relevant context. These pairings can happen at any point in life. For example, if you happen to have a really great masturbation session on a blue couch, and then suddenly blue couches might start making you a little hot and bothered. Ooh. Yeah. So, for instance, for me, my thing is wooden spoons. (laughs) Don't you have a wooden spoon in your purse? I do have a wooden spoon in my purse. (laughs) And it's, it's not the typical wooden spoon that you would think of now. Um, it is a wooden spoon from the early 1900s. Oh, that's beautiful. I love antiques. Yes. So the way I actually acquired it is my dom at the time, I had taken a trip out to Austin and my dom at the time basically told me to go pick your switch. Ooh. Yes. Cause she knew I was going to all the thrift stores and I would be walking around parks. And so it was basically pick your, your spanking mechanism and so I'm walking through one of the thrift stores on Congress in Austin, and I found this. It looked like a little paddle, and it's short. It's probably about, I would say, six to eight inches long and with a, a short base and a really long, thick paddle. And I picked it up, and I took it to the front, and, of course, testing it on my thigh first to make sure there was a little sting. Oh, of course. Yes, and the clerk told me that it was a wooden spoon from a really, really long time ago, and I'm like, oh, well, now it's going to be a sex toy, so... It's going to keep up things being spicy. Yeah, so shortly after that, we did have a session, um, and she had asked me if I, if I, had, the, if I had the paddle and, or wooden spoon, and I said yes. Um, so we had a session with it, and it left all the glorious whelps and bruises that I was hoping for. And so that day, she instructed me to put it in my purse and to not take it out until she says so. And it has moved from purse to purse. And so now what that does is the second I see it, it's an instant reminder. And it's, it's not... really sexy. Oh, man, it's glorious. It's not an instant reminder of... Maybe it's not necessarily like the pain that I felt with it. It was more my subspace of it being used on me. Like that's the instant. So like I will, it doesn't matter what's going on. I could be almost full anxiety attack 
and I'm going to go digging through my purse for something because Lord knows it's a black fucking hole. <laughs> and I will... You're like a gothic Mary Poppins. Oh, it's ridiculous. <laughs> and so I'll hit that paddle with my hand and immediately I relax because I remember what it felt like just to be under her hand or on my knees in front of her looking up at her. I mean, it was just... <sighs> swoon. <laughs> I was gonna say, you look like you're about to swoon on me over there. I am. <laughs> you're getting all like rosy cheeks. Oh, it's because like, it's amazing. The blood flow flushing to your face. I know. So yeah, I mean, it can, it can, it can be literally from creating a kink or a fetish can literally happen anywhere. Um, she also points out that our fear responses and our arousal responses are very similar, and which that our bodies can't always tell exactly what's happening when we're turned on. So you freaking out and saying pineapple instead pineapple, of pudding. Pineapple. That's why. It's because your body doesn't really know what the hell is going on, so it's just trying to decipher while you're in this fight or flight. Yeah, almost. euphoric sense of just amazingness. It was very euphoric and I immediately craved pineapple. So, kinks also play on body responses, like our our adrenaline system that releases endorphins, which are the feel-good hormones, when activated. Your body can't tell the difference between a sharp knife and a credit card when you're blindfolded and the rush of energy flowing through your body. Having a credit card dragged over you can actually help increase that blood flow to the genitals, which increases arousal. Because when you're blindfolded, I mean, it's it kind of has a sharp edge. You could think that it's a knife whenever it's just a simple credit card, and that could send you over the top. You're welcome. <laughs> Who's flushed now? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm feeling myself get pink. <laughs> I know. So, I mean, there's definitely... They're doing research into what where it all comes from, but they don't really know yet. I feel like we need to do the research... Oh, absolutely. 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 (laughs) And, like, I have, because I know we had this conversation last time, that I personally think that a lot of my um, fetishes and kinks come from traumatic experiences as a child. Yes. And it, me having kind of not unknowingly turn those into kinks or fetishes has made it to where I now have control of it over it. Like it doesn't control any aspect of my life. Um, you know, it's happening because I want it to happen and it feels good. You know, you've taken that control over the situation. Exactly. I actually have a listener's input onto her experience with, the BDSM world. Yeah? Uh, Yeah, she recently became a part of the community, and this is just kind of her take on what it means to her. Yeah. Congratulations. She said, you can... Let's see. I am fairly new in the BDSM realm, although I have always attempted different types of play. In my late teen years and early 20s, it was really difficult to find partners to play with. I was definitely interested in long-term relationships rather than just sexual partners, 
but the relationships I found myself in were either purely vanilla or there just wasn't enough trust for the type of kink I wanted. In my last relationship, I actually thought I had reached a point where I didn't even like to be touched, but it was purely an issue of trust. Let's be honest, if you're going to ask someone to choke you out, you have to trust that they do not want to truly harm you. Almost instantly after leaving that situation, I met my first dom. It was by no means something I had planned. In the first scene we had, I guess to a scene for her would be a session for a you. Session for okay. Me, yeah. Um the first scene we had being unplanned was very gentle. But fuck, did he know how to dom without any painful punishment? The most quote harmful thing he did was a gentle slap on my cheek. I remember initially being <laughs> feeling pissed when he did it. And seconds later, realizing how wet I had just become. With that, I just gave in and opened up to whatever possibility came up. At that moment, I knew there was no turning back. We wised up and started openly communicating about all of the things we wanted to explore after that first encounter. I'll just touch on some of my favorite kinks and what about them I think does it for me. For starters... BDSM isn't purely about pain. Speaking for myself as a sub, it's about giving in fully and trusting your well-being in someone's hands. The hottest thing my dom can do is literally just boss me around. He tells me what he wants, and if I do not submit to it, there is reasonable punishment. A soft slap for a minor mistake or a solid steamy spanking session. Say that ten times fast. <laughs> solid steamy spanking session. Can we say that one more time? Solid steamy spanking session. Ugh. I will come overcome this lisp. <laughs> you will come. Yeah, so will I. I will Keep come. saying it. I will come. Solid slower. steamy spanking session. <laughs> If I've really been a brat. And boy, do I like to be bratty. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I love the push and pull dynamic. He tells me what to do, I say no, and the punishment begins. The idea is to see how much pain or punishment I can take and still find it enjoyable. It's about pushing yourself to your limits and that is exhilarating. Spanking is a huge one for me. I remember the first time that man took me to a sex shop and we were looking at the wall of spanking implements. Literally every time he picked one up, I could feel myself start to drip. There is nothing hotter than the moment after a good beating on my rear when my cheeks are red and hot and stinging and he would lightly run his fingertips across the tender skin. It's like ice. Another big one for me is choking. My God, I'm getting so turned on right now. <laughs> <laughs> Again, this is about finding limits and doing it together. When I first started playing with this one, I really just liked the loss of control feeling. Having a hand firmly around your throat and just giving in to the one holding you down gives me the chills on its own. But what I really love is working with someone to find that perfect point where you can just barely pass out and come right back. Now that is a real high. 
this is the thing that can really put me into what they call subspace. That loopy high amps up the intensity of every physical sensation that follows. Like you were talking about with the credit card and everything. Uh-huh. Whew, whew. <laughs> um, I don't know if I've ever felt more incredible. Now, one that I have more recently been able to play with is forced orgasms. This was a tricky one. I've personally dealt with numerous instances of non-sensual sexual traumas and had reached a point where I actually couldn't reach orgasm for some time. Despite what some would think, a dom-sub relationship was really rehabilitating for me. The first time I was given a command to come and couldn't do it, I was absolutely devastated and truly humiliated. It was everything I could do to not cry from embarrassment and sense of failure. But this was a huge moment because I had an extremely caring and perfect for this moment Dom. He was beyond reassuring and the aftercare he gave was phenomenal. This is where the trust really began to build for the first time ever in my sexual history. He always respected safe words, and as soon as we reached a limit, he could recognize it and back off. This year, after lots of communication and experimenting, he forced me into multiple orgasms in one scene. Let's talk about fucking awesome moments. (laughs) And yes, orgasms are fantastic, but the real point is the relationship that was developed in order to reach that moment. Yes, congratulations. Seriously, like, that's, Good that's job. beautiful. I think that is the big misunderstanding when talking about BDSM. This is the idea that it's all pain and beatings. Of course those things are there, and they are hot as fuck. <laughs> but it's about this unbreakable bond. It's about the care and affection that comes with it. It's about trust and connection. And that's why I do it. Roxanne. Oh, that's perfect. That was, that was hot, Roxanne. Right. Good job. I mean, talk about dripping. Man, oh man. No, I mean, and she covered a lot of great points. Like. It's very eloquently written, by the way. It was. It was great. Um, Without being like smutty. Because I know I can always be so smutty whenever I'm talking about BDSM. (laughs) Total just. Uh, for it. Um, but no, like the trust is a huge thing. And I mean, so many people have been sexually violated in one way or the another, which is absolutely uncalled for. And it's a really big problem nowadays that to be able to trust somebody sexually is so important. And there is a right way to do this and there is a wrong way to do this. And this was actually... This part is why I was so happy to do this particular subject because you have the dominants that really just want to beat the hell out of you and be way too rough for no reason and don't respect your boundaries, don't respect your your safe words. And I'm saying that if they're being rough like this and they're not respecting your boundaries, if you're into that and you're into that extreme pain play and you're doing, you trust the person, and y'all have talked about this, that's totally okay. But if they're, if it's not a mutual absolutely decision, a mutual understanding, yeah, um, that symbiotic relationship, yeah, then feel free to email us if you're concerned about the relationship that you're in. This is serious. Like, if you're not sure if 
the relationship that you're in in this sense is healthy or if there's something more serious going on. Um, we are not experts, but we are listening ears and can do the research for you to find resources for you to reach out to just in case. Absolutely. So auditittiespod at gmail.com. Um, like I said, if we're not, we're not professionals, but we, we can do research for you so you don't have any kind of browser history on anything you need to be worried about. I know that got really heavy, but this is, like we said at the beginning of the episode, um, there are some serious um, trigger warnings and concerns when it comes to things of this nature. We just want to make sure everybody is safe and happy and having all the little orgasms and big orgasms that their hearts desire yes. in a healthy way. So one thing that she had mentioned um, with her past traumas and being able to get over it, or not get over it, get past them, that also pretty much rings true. Um, because I know whenever I started with my past Dom, I had a lot of limits. I had a lot of limits, but I trusted her with my absolute life, you know, and she never, she never made me, gave me any reason to not trust her. Um, and it helped me be able to let go of a lot of that pain, um, by receiving pain, like she knew that that was that was something that was really big for me. Is I'm, yes. I'm I love the pain. I love to kind of like a show pony. Like, <laughs> hey, look what I can take. You know, hey, look what I can do. Like, I can take anything <laughs> you give to me. Like, <laughs> you might want to pull tears, but I'm not gonna cry because I'm stubborn and you brat. Oh man, <laughs> and like I used to love being able to, like when we were not in a session. I would do things that I would know would get me punished later. Like, she would look at me and be like, that's two for later. That's three for later. That's another one for later. And, that's I mean, I would get so giggly. And, because, <laughs> I, I mean, it, I mean, and I, I believed her. I believed her. Um, but one thing that, I, you know, I, I was talking to a friend of mine that a couple years ago, um, she kind of, I guess kind of fell into a very soft dominant submissive relationship. Um, and she had a lot of questions and I told her, I said, so ultimately a lot of people think the dominant is the one in charge. That's not true. Mm-hmm. A, a good, correct dominant is going to do what makes the submissive happy and comfortable and give the submissive what they need. It might not be what they think they want at that time, but it's definitely going to be what the submissive needs. If you've been super fucking bitchy and you've been really snippy or you've been brattier than you usually have, you probably, I personally would probably need a good spanking session because that's (laughs) the way that my aggression gets taken out. Yeah. And, um, my dominant would know that and it would afterwards I would come out and I would be I would be so relaxed and I'd be fine and I'd be on like this euphoric fucking high and it was glorious so this past dominant of yours Uh uh-huh is this the same dominant that you have the spoon in your purse for yes so is this person still your dominant or are they a past dominant no I don't have I currently don't have an acting dominant okay so I'm a I'm a grown-ass dyke. I can do what I want. (laughs) Whenever you were saying, excuse me, whenever you were saying that um, she would tell you, like, 
that's two for later, that's three for later, my gears in my head just started ticking, and I was like, huh, so if she hears, like, if she still has the paddle in her purse, I wonder if her past dominant hears this, and she hears Ashley refer to her as her past dominant, if she's gonna say, bitch, that's ten for later. Okay, so now, if that happens, (laughs) and, uh... I don't know if I'm going to thank you or hate you. (laughs) Love you, Ashley. Oh, good Lord. (laughs) But no, like it, it, and it becomes, um, like I said, almost obsessive behavior in like a healthy way. So I don't, I'm not a real emotional person at all whatsoever. Uh, I have my, my very small amount of very, very close friends. Um, and y'all are the people I show my emotion to. Oh my God. You said y'all. I'm one of those. You are one of those. And so I don't know, like to be able to, and I think it's, I didn't realize that it was like a wall that I had put up to not show emotion. I thought I'd do it naturally. And I think I do kind of do it naturally because I'm Aquarius and we're just emotionally stupid. I'm like the opposite. Oh yeah, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) You and cancer, y'all are all emotion. Cry all the time. It sucks being a Libra, man. (laughs) (laughs) I I give my little sister a hard time because she's a cancer. So she, I told her the other day, I was like, a leaf falls wrong and you're going to cry. A leaf falls right and you're going to cry. Right, right. Like, it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. (laughs) The turning of the seasons. I can tell we've been laughing too hard because we're, like, starting to cough and we're gradually drinking more and more out of our matching Taylor Cup cups. (laughs) Taylor Cup cups. (laughs) But, yeah, no, it, um, I did. I have immense trust for her and, um... It would. It would help in so many ways. Like, uh, I would start outside of sessions and everything like that. Like, I would be really angry. I have pretty intense... Not anymore. They're not issues anymore, but I I am a very angry person. Um, And I would be angry or I would be anxious. And all she would have to do is really just look at me and be like, hey, stop. And I would. And it would work. Because, like, just that slight glimpse of her dominance all over again would immediately let me, let me calm down. And it would kind of pop me out of my funk that I was in. I feel like I need to explore this more. Yeah. Because whenever I start getting into a funk, my first reflex is to cry. Yeah. Not necessarily out of, oh, I'm sad. Yeah. But when I'm angry, I cry. When I'm sad, I cry. When I'm scared, I cry. When I'm confused or frustrated, I just cry. I'm such a crybaby and I hate it. But I really wish that Omar could tell me like, hey, stop doing that. Yeah. But instead he comes at me with, oh, you're crying. Oh no, that makes it worse. And I just, no, (laughs) And he goes, oh no. And then I start laughing and crying, but I'm still crying. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's kinks and fetishes. That's be- That was a beautiful episode, man. I think we've... That was definitely a lot brighter than uh, ghosts and... Yeah. Nightmares. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's true. And it's one of my favorite topics. Um, I'm a pervert. I'll admit it. Till the day I fucking die. I love it. 
If it weren't for the gutter, our minds would be homeless. I know. And I feel like I learned a lot tonight. Like, I, I really did come into this with, you know, the in the back of my mind of, oh, yeah, the the Bob's Burgers balloon popping that we <laughs> discussed a few episodes back. <clears throat> but, um, you know, like, oh, yeah, there's the, there's the, that kind of stuff. And, like, foot fetishes. Like, I have a friend that, that, uh sells pictures of her feet and men send her money men send her shoes men send her nail polish and money to get pedicures just for pictures of her feet so, i wonder if they'll do that for a person with flat feet and crooked toes you have really cute toes you can go fuck yourself <laughs> but you can go masturbate on a blue couch and <laughs> develop a kink for blue couches <laughs> oh don't tell me that. One of my best friends has a blue couch. Yeah, you're going to see that blue couch and be like, oh, it starts like, oh, throbbing. that's the one. That's it. That, there she is. <laughs> that's that couch. Ooh, that's a Ooh, sexy that's, couch. That's, that's, that's that couch. That blue couch. <laughs> Time to pull out the ginger. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> going to start figging. <laughs> We're going to fig on the couch. going to fig on a blue couch. <laughs> Sorry, Mary. <laughs> no, that's... Uh, her her cat Miss Kitty. That's Miss Kitty's couch. Miss Kitty would whoop my ass if I came near her couch oh, man. in a sexual way. <laughs> not consenting. Not consenting. <laughs> oh, that's so. So I'm trying to think back. We might have to cut this because <laughs> I'm trying to think. But something you said earlier. Something you said earlier brought me back to the moment when I started yelling pineapple instead of pudding. Yeah. And I was trying to think, oh, it was about trust. Yes. Uh, So I've never experimented very much outside of the current relationship that I am in. Uh Uh-huh. Just because I guess I'd never really trusted anyone before. Um, I mean, I'd experimented with some light, uh, some light anal play with. Uh, one individual in the past but outside of that I mean I was never with very sexual partners right which will make a huge difference yes Um, they weren't very sexual they weren't very exploratory Um, or it just the trust wasn't there I guess from either one of us yeah but um, with um, Omar and myself I trust him completely like Irrevocably, without yeah. a doubt, my whole heart and my whole existence, I trust him. And to this day, there is nothing he has asked of me that I have said no to. Right on. And I'm trying to think. I was like, well, why was I screaming the safe word? Why was I, well, attempting to scream the safe <laughs> word? And I remember we were we were engaging in orgasm torture. Yes. Because that's... All right, it's that episode. Um, that's one of my favorite uh, porn categories to watch is orgasm torture. Okay, yeah. And uh, I wanted to engage myself. Right. And uh, it got to a point where I thought my soul was going to leave my body, and so <laughs> I started screaming pineapples. <laughs> And I was like, okay, that's what it was. I wasn't like scared. I was, I was 
fearful of, like, I wasn't scared of what he was doing to me. I was scared of what my body was about to do. <laughs> it's just going to erupt. It was, your soul was, was just going to explode. Shoot right out of your clit. <laughs> <laughs> what a great episode. What a great episode this was. So, I feel like since you shared, I can share. Um, on contrary to what some would believe... I actually don't usually watch a lot of BDSM porn mm-hmm. um, because it's too fake. I I have a confession about my porn watching. Yeah. Um, so I do have very few categories that actually do anything for me. Right. Most of the time it is just to satisfy my sick curiosity. Yeah. Like I usually watch porn for its entertainment purpose as opposed to actually get off from it. Like, oh, no, I totally watch it just to get off on it. <laughs> <laughs> I watch it for both. Like, I... I mean, it's entertaining I'm as hell, but... fascinated by, like, the more obscure, like, watching tentacle porn or pterodactyl <laughs> porn or crushing a mason jar in your anus. Oh, like, nope. None mm. of these things do anything for me sexually, but they just, they tickle that sick satisfaction in my mind that's like, so what are you into? Right. <laughs> but, uh, uh... But no, so, yeah, so the ones <laughs> that, um, I usually watch are 99% of the time is going to be lesbian porn. No offense to you boys. I'm just a lesbian. I'm a big old lesbian, so I like watching lesbian porn. Um, I like the more real stuff. Yeah. I like a lot of the amateur stuff because I do like the real sex. Um, currently, I am on a amateur squirting frenzy. Oh. Oh, yeah. Hey, I have a question. Speaking of squirting. Yes. Um, is it true that that is just urine or is it actually female ejaculation so what it is is actually female ejaculation it comes from there is a gland that is under your bladder and it's called the skeins gland s-k-e-n-e apostrophe s and or the female prostate oh right Hmm. so the mysterious g-spot gentlemen ever elusive oh man it's really not um it's about an inch and a half inside the vagina just right on up it's like if the woman's laying on her back um i personally take my two middle fingers and just bend at like a 90 degree angle and it hits the g-spot right there amar is very good with that come hither motion yes and that it's on that ribbed part he'd like, make a really good it. lesbian he would he, i feel he would he would yeah <laughs> Um, I love you. <laughs> if you're listening right now, I love you. But yeah, so that is currently my favorite, um, which is also um, a newer found thing, I guess. Okay. Within the past, I would say within the past five or six years, I had a girlfriend that used to do it. That it that was always my goal. Like, my goal was no longer just to make her have an orgasm. It was always just to make her squirt. And it's not like this big, like, how they do it in, how they do it in the movies. Like, this <laughs> fire hose of water just, like, just erupts. Yeah. Like, it's not like that. I mean, it's. I have heard of women being able to squirt on command. I'm so jealous of that. Is there a 
Can you train yourself to do that? Yes. So you have to relax, 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 relax. The best thing is to do a lot of foreplay because the more um, blood that gets into your clitoris and the more enlarged that gets, it actually makes it easier for that ribbed part to push up against that gland and that will make them squirt. I have only been able to do it um, a few times. Like you've only squirted a few times or you've only controlled it a few times? Oh, I've never controlled it. Actually, one time... I squirted. <laughs> there was one time I squirted and I got so excited that I straight the fuck up high-fived the girl that I was sleeping with. <laughs> and it's the most adorably, adorably lesbian thing. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, did I just squirt? And she's like, yeah, dude, it like went over my shoulder. And I was like, holy shit, high-five. And high five. I know, high-five. <laughs> and I'm... Not really sad to say that that's not the first person I high-fived during sex either. I actually high-fived one of my good friends that I slept with after sex. I was like, hey, good game. <laughs> and I gave her a fucking high-five. That's how unemotional I am, folks. I was like, just about to say, I'm so glad we're friends. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's currently what I watch often is the amateur lesbian squirting 69 stuff like that i would like to learn more to control to be able to control the squirting because i i i squirt yeah and um he really really enjoys it when i do and so um i'd like to be able to i don't know learn how to do it practice practice it so that i can i can do that for him yeah i know the only way i can make myself do it is if my vibrator is on high High, 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 high. <laughs> like a fucking weed eater motor, like, like I, just getting it. Yeah, I only have of all of my entire collection of toys, I only have two that have made me squirt. And is it a little? Are they small? One is small, and one is specifically made for the G spot. Okay, so I've noticed the little bullets on yeah, strings make you do it. My. I have this one little bullet. It's the, I don't know if I'm saying the brand right. It's either Vito or Veto. It's V-E-D-O. Uh-huh. Love Plus. Okay. And it's got a little um, indention in it that kind of hugs your clitoris. And whew. Is that the new one? It is the new one. Oh. Oh, wait. No, not the new, new one. How's that say? I get them often enough that I get confused, guys. Um, <laughs> How is the new, new one? The new, new one is the Bump and Grind by Pure Romance. Yeah. Shout out to my girl, Clarissa Van. She is your, oh my God, she's the ride or die goddess. This is going to sound lesbian of me, but I never had an orgasm until after talking with Clarissa um, and being with Amar like she just kind of because I'd never had one I didn't have an orgasm until I was 22 years old holy shit yes and I would be a really fucking angry person (laughs) she uh she she kind of talked to me about it because I was like feeling really I felt like there was something wrong with me and she essentially told me she's like it's about finding the right person yep and relaxing and not fixating it's such a head game it is such a head game and like you focus on trying to not focus but then you over focus on not focusing exactly and then your mind starts drifting because i have add like that's not even a joke like i legitimately have focus issues did i see the dogs today like going doggy style like what color are my underwear (laughs) 
<laughs> and then I just, you know, I had that talk with her. Like, I tried, you know, pleasuring myself, and I could never get there. And then along came the sexy Mexi, and hello. But, uh, yeah, Clarissa Van for Pure Romance. The, the new toy is called the Bump and Grind, and it's specifically designed to hit my G-spot. Yeah. And... I, I don't know if you could tell in the video that I sent you. Yes. Yeah, you could. It literally has this spot on it that sits right on your G-spot that just pulsates up and down. Yeah. Like tap, 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 tap. And you can control the vibrations and the speed. And there's like several different functions for the shaft as yeah. well. So that you're getting that full vaginal stimulation leading up to that G-spot. That... <laughs> That G-spot glory. That <laughs> glory spot. So I'm guessing you like it? Oh, you guess. Yes. Yes. I <laughs> 10 out of 10 recommend. Um, I squirted. <laughs> the first time I used it, I was like, Ooh. Yeah. Perfect. So this is, we're getting really friendly in this episode, guys. Y'all are probably never going to listen to me again, so. <laughs> or listen more. <laughs> Mental images. <laughs> The people that like the audio, the audio king, cool. You're welcome. I know. So next week, we are going to talk about possessions. This one's going to be so twisted. Ghost possessions, not like objects possessions. Yeah. Like, (laughs) what? (laughs) (laughs) Like, people being possessed. Yes, like possessions, okay. exorcisms, yes, things of that nature, um, things that people have done while being possessed, whether or not they remember it, all that kind of fun stuff. Actual, like, recorded exorcisms. I think that would be fun. That would be super cool. So, yeah. Woo! Oh, that's exciting. Thank you so much, guys, for listening. Um, again, we always love feedback. Always, always love to hear what y'all have to say. Um, drop us a review on Facebook, um, Auditities and Clitorosities Podcast. We would also like to hear, if you're interested in sharing, if you heard any type of kink or fetish today that appealed to you, um, if you tried it out and what you thought. Yes. Like, Please. Figging. Get it. Get that. Go to the store. Get that ginger. I'm going to check out that furry if. <laughs> Figged your heart's desire. <laughs> Thank you so, so much. You beautiful dark creatures. I wish you love, light, happiness, and orgasms galore. Yes. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.